The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. Today is Thursday, January 16th, uh, and that means I'm joined by my lovely guest, Andrew Hansen. One of my favorite days of the week, Andrew, when we jump on this podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria. How are we doing tonight, Andrew? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. My body is feeling good. I got a good run tonight, had my own game. And so I'm a little bit out of the loop with the NBA action tonight, um, and I didn't have a chance to, to put in many lineups. But you know, hopefully with the the good vibes here, we can make some good selections for the Thursday slate. Yeah, man, I love I love I want to hear some war stories. Last time, uh, you know, we talked. You had a game. You dominated. How how did we do tonight? <laughs> well, we didn't have to go to overtime or make any clutch free throws, but I got the three point stroke back tonight. So, like I said, I you know. Just got some good vibes going tonight. Nice man, nice. Uh, yep. I I always talk how I, I want to get into a nice rec league. I don't have any time in my life right now. Uh, but listen, if there was something going on near me where we could do some sort of rec league, and it would have to be like one of those leagues where it's like maybe like an eight foot rim, so I could throw down a little bit and you know, have to have, <laughs> have some fun. Uh, but I would I would be all up in there playing, but. Uh, we have a nice little card, Andrew, to talk about. Five games. Starts a little bit later, half an hour later than the normal lock time of 7. Starts at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, you know, before, I know you said you didn't watch too much of tonight. I'll just do a quick little brief uh, overview of some things that we'll touch on. There's some decent injury news. Uh, right now it's 10.17 when we're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, and the the unfortunate news, I believe Jamal Murray was looks like he was carried off of the floor with either a you know a high ankle or ankle or foot injury. So um, you know we'll touch on that a little bit because gold or I mean Denver is going to be playing Golden State uh, on tonight's card, this five game slate. So that's obviously going to be impacted. And uh, I was kind of game planning and prepping a lot of my lineups on the news that Jamal Murray wasn't going to play in this game, Andrew. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just going to kind of approach this, this game on this slate the same way I would uh, as or I did on this Tuesday card. Well, see, so you're, uh, you're ahead of the game. Yeah. You're ahead of the game. That's perfect. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to think so. Uh, but, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's probably a lot of – it's going to be the same people that a lot of other people are going to key in on. Uh, but, you know, we'll jump into that. We'll get there. That's the last game on the slate. We're jumping into it early. Before we go into anything, though, a quick shout-out to our uh, our nice sponsors over there, uh, mybookie.ag. Uh, we've been with these guys now for, I feel like, a couple weeks now, Andrew. Is it almost a month yet? Um, it's hard I, to keep track. It, it was hard I to keep track, but you're having I think it's been several weeks, at least a couple weeks. Yeah, and please check them out if you guys haven't. Look uh, look into them if you guys have any questions regarding anything on their site. They have a 24-hour uh, customer service line, which they'll – happily reach out and help you with any single thing that you have they're more than helpful there they're very nice 
um, they deal with me. So if they're able to deal with me and, and get through their day without being frustrated or mean, you know they got to be pretty wonderful people. Um, huh. Just use promo code DFS today, and they'll give you up to a 50% deposit match on all of your deposit up to $2,000. So if you deposit $2,000, they're giving you a free $1,000 to play with. And you can use that in just about any sport you want to. We have the NFL. We have the AFC, NFC Championship coming up, followed by the Super Bowl after that. College football may be done, but uh, we're now we're into the primetime NBA season. Uh, we have soccer all around the world, plenty of things, card games, tons of action you can get. So please, guys, check them out, DFS Today. And you can even go listen to our new betting podcast and stuff like that. So we have some new some new content that you can even dish over there at MyBookie. Promo code DFS today. Also, the uh, the only coffee company that we will keep in our cups every single morning is Hawaiian Isles Cola Coffee. Uh, I preach this liquid gold every day of the week because it's it's just that, Andrew. It's liquid gold, man. Um, I mean, I would probably, if I had to pick three things to bring on a deserted island, I think one of them has to be a you know just unlimited coffee. If I'm able to get that. You know, next to food, water, clean water. I, I, I don't know, Andrew. What do you think? Coffee before clean water? Because I mean, technically, I, <laughs> it, it is it's water, right? I mean, well, you, you get you need the clean water to make it. But it's funny. On my way home tonight from my game, I heard an advertisement for Hawaiian Airlines direct flights from Boston to Hawaii, and all I was thinking about was taking that flight and getting some coffee right from the source. It's probably faster than sitting in a line at half, you know, like going to like a Starbucks or something. You go there, you pull in nine cars backed up, you spend eight dollars for your coffee. That is, <laughs> you know, it's it's just not that great anyway, you know. So uh, go the easy route. Go on Amazon. Go to HawaiianIsles.com. Uh, place your order. It will get to you very shortly, especially if you're using Amazon. Uh, and you will thank me later. This stuff's fantastic. Uh, whether you like light roast, dark roast, they have your choices. So, all right, man. Uh, five games to get to. Uh, like I said, starting a little later, so we have a little bit of extra time to, you know, work the lineups. If it's good for guys like me, uh, you know, I get out of work usually right around that five o'clock, five thirty mark. So I usually reserve my entries early. Um, but I get a little bit of extra time, man. So 7.30, we have Phoenix uh, traveling to New York, Suns versus Knicks. Where would you like to start, buddy? I want to start on the Phoenix side because my man Devin Booker is heating up. He went for 39-7-3 this week against Atlanta. And when Phoenix played the Knicks earlier in January, he went for 38-3-7. and And now we've got Oubre out of the lineup on this Thursday matchup. So Booker is going to be one of my core plays. And with Oubre out, I'm looking at Bridges to step up and get some more minutes. He's at 4.5. He also played really well in Atlanta, even though Oubre was playing. So those are my two favorite sons. And I'm also going to take a look at Cameron Johnson. He'll be in my rotation of value plays at 3.1. He played 25 minutes in Atlanta and he's a he's a knockdown shooter. He's thirty nine percent three point shooter. So uh, I'll have some shares of him. Yeah, uh, you hit the nail on the head. Those are the three guys that kind of pop off the page the most for me. Booker at nine k. The price tag's getting up there. Uh, at the end of the day, though, we only have five games on this slate, so we should be able to spend the money around pretty evenly. If you want to spend nine k on them, 
Um, it, this is a matchup you could do it in. It's not as good as a, a matchup on paper as it is as it was against Atlanta. But like you said, he's already cooked this team once. No Ubre usage should just probably go up slightly, uh, and then you're going to see Bridges and Cam play decent minutes as well. Uh, Cam at near mint salary makes a lot of sense if you're trying to get a guy like Jokic in there and you're uh, you can't get up to Booker. That's the exact kind of pivot a move I would make. Maybe go to a guy like Bridges and Johnson, get Giannis or get Jokic. Uh, anybody over on the Knicks you're, tar- you're targeting? Not, I'm not planning to play many Knicks. Um, we, and we have some moving parts over there. We've got Morris questionable. We've got Neil Aquina questionable. Dennis Smith Jr. out. So uh, Alfred Payton is somebody that I'll consider at 5.5. Um, he's just a nice mid-tier guy on, on this slate. And if Neil Aquina's out again... Another player who might be in my value rotation is Kadeem Allen at 3.3. I know he got extra minutes in the last game because it, it was a blowout, but um, even if he gets 20 minutes, um, you know, he, he's worth a look. Barrett's, Barrett's kind of getting back in the groove at 5.9. And I love Randall, but he's he's up in that 8K range. He didn't do that much in this matchup. And there's a couple other guys I like better so other bigs in that 8k range so i probably won't have as much randall as i normally would um i'm kind of with you here on the Knicks, man it's uh i think randall i'm not as as scared off the price tag i think if you could get there i'm not going to go out of my way to get him i'm not going to make him a core piece uh but i don't mind playing him in this matchup at 8k i think you know 35 to 40 with you know the upside of 45 to 48 is 100 percent in the cards uh, but we're not getting a lot of juice on the bone with the price tag. So um, I'm kind of with you. Um, if I land on him, though, I'll, I'll plug him in. Uh, what do you feel about Alfred Payton, though? Like you said, you know, minutes were kind of limited due to that blowout. 5,500, Nick Lena questionable. He put up 29 DK points in the first matchup that these two teams faced. Ricky Rubio is expected to be back on the Phoenix side. So, uh, you know, not as easy as a defensive assignment, as you could say, as if it would be like uh, Eli Okubo. Um where are you at with, with Peyton? Is he in your player pool, or are you crossing him off? No, he's in the pool. Um, what do we say here? Um, strong to very to very strong possibility that I'll get a couple lineups with him. Um, I, you know, I just I just like I just like that price tag um, on especially on a tournament play after a down game. So um, you know, it's like. He's sort of in my second wave of guys that I like. The We'll get to the Utah game here in a bit, but Joe Ingles at 6.1, Bogdanovich at 6.0. I mean, those are, those are going to be more of my core players in that price range. Yeah. But he'd, he'd be in that second wave. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm kind of uh, with you. I don't – you know, these Knicks guys, I never feel good about playing really any Knicks. When the, when it's a matchup against Phoenix, I'm – you know, I can kind of take my my foot off the brake a little bit and kind of consider these guys, a, you know, a little bit more because the blowout possibility is a little bit, you know, lowered and everything like that. It's a decent matchup. There's nobody that's really a, a stopper um, outside of maybe a Mikel Bridges on, on the Phoenix side of the ball. Same thing with the Knicks side of the ball. They're best players defensively. The coach decides he does not want to play for some reason. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of there, and you know Mitchell Robinson at 4700. It's just tough. I can't get behind him with just seeing how he's getting played. Um, Portis at 45, I could consider. 
Uh, he's up and down. So, you know, for me, it's just about everybody. Everybody's a tournament play. I don't really feel comfortable with anybody outside of, you know, maybe a Peyton and Cash. Uh, Randall, if if you're okay with, you know, getting that 35, because that's kind of where I have him pegged. I think he has that 33, 35-point floor. But I'm not going out of my way to play any of these guys. Uh, they're going to be like one-offs just to run run back, I guess, with like a, a Booker and Cam or uh, a Bridges and Booker. Yeah, one more thought on that. You, you know, you mentioned running it back. And that Jazz Pelicans game is is attractive as a potential stack. But this one actually is the, the other one I was considering uh, stacking once or twice. And so in that case, then I'll probably go Booker, Bridges, Peyton, Randall and maybe Barrett, and you know, hope it's another high-scoring game. All right, man. I like it. Uh, we'll keep going. Eight o'clock. Boston Celtics traveling to Milwaukee. This is going to be a fun game, actual game. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on Jason Tatum. He uh, he missed tonight's game uh, due to a uh, little bit of knee tendonitis. So you know, maybe it's something that they're just monitoring and they just want to limit him, knowing it's a back-to-back and they're going to be traveling until. Uh, into Milwaukee tonight, so give them the night off. It's kind of the approach I'm taking. I expect them to play, knowing how big the game is. Um, and then on the Milwaukee side of the ball, um, it looks like you know everybody's healthy. I don't think we have anybody out. I don't think anybody's listed on the injury report as of right now. So a fully healthy Bucks team should be going against just about a fully healthy uh, Boston team. How are you attacking this? Well, let me let me start with the Celtics because I I dug in a little bit on. Those those guys we always talk about the perimeter players and how they fare on back to backs and Kemba um, he's done pretty well his last few back to backs and he did well in this matchup earlier in the season he went for thirty two six and six so at seven point three he's probably my favorite Celtic Hayward's just been so so in back to backs and that was the one piece of news actually I. I caught tonight um, was that the Celtics had that surprising loss to Detroit. So um, they should be ready to roll here. Maybe they were looking forward to this matchup. but uh, So I probably won't have much Hayward. Marcus Smart has done well in back-to-backs. He also had 37.5 fantasy points in this matchup. And he got ejected tonight. So he should be, he should be raring to go. So Kemba and Smart are probably my two favorite Celtics. Um, the, another note pop up actually right as we were starting the podcast that Jalen Brown is uncertain for Thursday because of his thumb. So uh, you don't usually see that description, but that's the term that I saw. So, Oh, I got something right here. It looks like he uh, yeah, sprained his thumb. Um, doesn't think it's considered serious. I guess he ran into a hard screen. I guess, uh, ran into the, one of the Markeith Morris uh, on a hard screen. Sprained his thumb. So yeah, well, definitely have to monitor that because, I mean, if, if Brown's out, we can pretty much assume Smart will draw that start again, kind of like he did tonight. He's just that super utility guy, starts for whatever wing is out. Uh, they shift it around, and yeah, that's, uh, that's decent usage going around to the rest of these guys. Yeah, exactly. And in terms of the back-to-backs, the last three for Jalen Brown have not been very strong. So I'm not going to play him. I wasn't going to play him anyway, and now the thumb injury – sort of puts the nail in the coffin on that one. So for me, it's Kemba and Smart and maybe a, maybe a Tatum share um, if Jalen Brown is out. 
I, I, I like it, man, because I'm not targeting those guys that have the possibility of going to get Giannis. So uh, looking at Smart and looking at Kemba, I think, are the best options that we have. Uh, if you're going to be playing anybody on this Milwaukee, any big hitters, you're going to want to run it back with at least uh, one or two of these Boston guys. Hope that this game just ends up being close. This is going to be a fun basketball game to watch regardless. Um, and we always hear Coach talk about those, so maybe take that into account. This is going to be a game that everyone's going to want to watch. People are going to want shares of it as well. So take that into account when you're when you're thinking about ownership and what other games you want to target. There's a few other stackable games that we you know we already talked about that first one and we'll talk about the next one as well. Um, even the last one we're going to want some action in. So uh, spread it out depending on how you're building it. Game script it. If you're playing a guy like Giannis and then you're also playing maybe like a Bledsoe or something like that, make sure you're correlating it and running it back with a few of these Boston guys. Um, I'm I'm with you. Uh, it's just going to be Kemba. It's just going to be smart. Uh, you know, Tice is back healthy, so I'm not going to really be looking at him and Canner. Um, on Milwaukee, though, uh, are you going to be spending up on Giannis? 11-7, going against Boston. I, I'm not planning to. He's he's um, not going to be a primary focus for me at all. He he did okay in this matchup. You know, nothing to write home about when they played earlier. Um, I, I think Brad Stevens does a pretty good job of game planning and um, just trying to wear him down and so I'm going to turn to Middleton, as I often do, save my 4.4K, and he's my favorite buck. And then maybe maybe Hill off the bench at 3.8 or DiVincenzo at 4.1. It feels like a game that Dante would do well in. All these you know, quick perimeter guys for Boston um, – you know, I'd like to think that he'd get out there and mix it up and play his game, you know, sort of like smart, that super utility guy on the other side. So that's about it for me on Milwaukee. I, I don't think I'll have many shares of Giannis. Will you? Um, I'm going to have some shares. I mean, it's a five-game slate. I, I do run uh, a ton of lineups. I'll probably be underweight on the field, so I'm kind of with you. So like if I'm running 15 or 20 lineups, I'm probably looking at maybe like a, a, a 10%, to 15% ownership, maybe have them in. Uh, three to three to four. Uh, I'm not going to go overweight. I'm kind of taking the approach of getting my exposure through Middleton, maybe a little tiny bit of blood. So, um, and I really like your DiVincenzo call. I didn't really have him on my on my radar, but you're right. Um, he's been playing that super utility role, and I can definitely see him being used in the, in this kind of matchup. Um, and then you know maybe a, a Brooke Lopez is knowing that centers just play very well. Uh, I could easily see him taking advantage of this of this game, pulling him out, but. Um, that's it, man. Uh, I'm really, I'm really targeting Middleton. Um, I'll have a little Bledsoe, a little Giannis, and I'm going to keep DiVincenzo on my radar because I like your call. Yeah, it's nice that it, down at that price tag, he's been 5K and above for a lot of the season. So maybe we sneak him in there at 4.1, and he pays off. He's a sneaky good steals guy too. Like uh, he, he can when he gets the minutes, he racks up steals. He's good for it, man. I, I, I rostered him in year long for. A, uh, that stretch where Bledsoe was out, and I felt like every time I was looking at his box scores, it was two or three steals. So he can get it done in, in limited minutes in many different ways. He's, he handles the Brock. He's playing a little bit of point guard, plays a little shooting guard, uh, even plays the three. So super utility and a super good call, man. I like it. Excellent. Move on to the next 8 o'clock game, unless you have anything else. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we have the Utah Jazz traveling to... New Orleans, we just saw these two teams actually uh, face off not too long ago. 
Uh, we got to keep an eye on Mike Conley. He is still out. Um, kind of getting more updates as the day go on about him. So he's probably nearing a return over the next week or two. Uh, keep an eye on that. And then we have the uh, injury-ridden uh, New Orleans Pelicans dealing with a bunch of things. So Brandon Ingram is probable. Zion's a de- uh, you know debut got announced, I believe, January 22nd. That's right. Uh, so we get to look forward to that. Drew Holiday has already been ruled out, still dealing uh, with uh, elbow soreness. And J.J. Redick is currently questionable, dealing with hamstring soreness, so he's been in and out. Uh, Jalil Okafor, after dumping all over Andre Drummond, is, uh, I guess he had some back injury dealing with back soreness, probably for carrying the team. Um, <laughs> that might hurt his back, but he's probable. Uh, and then we also have to deal with Derek Favors, is questionable. He's slowly work. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's probable now. New update. So Derek Favors is, in fact, probable. Um, would not expect a full workload from him, though, just returning from uh, a muscle injury uh, with a serious history of muscle injury. So those are the injuries. Why don't you tell me how you're going to approach this game? All right. Well, I'm going to start with the Utah guys. And I, I got to start with the the stat line from Bogdanovich the last time these these two teams played. It's one of my favorite stat lines of the season. All right. Boyan had 35 points. All right. Zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. That's all he did. He just <laughs> he showed up and scored 35 and he went home. <laughs> tell, tell me there's not a guy like on your on your rec league team that you can see getting that stat line. Just the guy that's always wanting his shot, calls for right. it. Right. Misses, doesn't, you know, not following up his rebound, not getting back on defense and just w- sitting there basically cherry picking, waiting for another point opportunity. There is a guy we have like that. He He's a he's a he's transformed himself from a hockey player into a basketball player. He's a very good shooter, but he's still sort of learning the nuances of the game. So we don't we don't count on him for that other stuff. We All just right. set him up for three pointers. But um, yeah, so Bogdanovich. um at 6.0, he's he's going to be in my lineups. And same thing with Ingles, 6.1. The last matchup he started and had a solid line. So uh, I just like him. I mean, Pelicans are 25th ranked defense. I like attacking. I, I like the idea of attacking the Pelicans with these two guys. Um, you know, Mitchell didn't do as much the last time these guys played with Ingles in the starting lineup. So I'm going to shy away from Mitchell and Gobert. I mean, you know, certainly Mitchell could could go off here, but um, the majority of my lineups are going to have Bogdanovich and Ingles. Um, I'm with you as far I, – I, I just never play Bogdanovich that often. Uh, he's one of those guys I just don't get right. You kind of set it with this stat line. You're really depending on him to score. And he can – you know, Wings crush the Pelicans. He could easily score uh, and get his without any issues. Small forwards and shooting guards have been smashing him, um, mostly small forwards. Uh, we have to keep in mind Drew Holiday is out, so I don't have to worry about being afraid of that defense. So I'm going to have a couple shares of Mitchell at 7,400. I think that's a super fair price tag. He's done pretty well against them this season. Um, one of those games, Mitchell played, or I mean, uh, Holiday played. One of them didn't, and he's averaging 45 DK points in two games, 35 minutes across those games, shooting uh, 19 of 44, so a little bit under 50 percent. So pretty solid percentage, right around the season season average. So it's nothing that's like, uh, you know, not to be expected. It's not like he's shooting 80 percent against them this season. So I don't really have an issue going with Mitchell at 7,400. I think I'd actually prefer him than, you know, a guy like Lonzo Ball for 79 on the other side. And 
some other guys. And I think Ingles is going to be my other option. I, I'm all over Rudy Gobert in this matchup too. 9200 is a price tag I don't want to really pay though. That's the problem. Um, but you know, just looking at what he's been doing over the past you know week, uh, you know, week and a half, uh, you know, past five games, he's averaging forty six point six fantasy points, and he's just getting it done, man. Uh, we're seeing him dominate in these other matchups. I didn't want to pay for him going against Brooklyn. I knew, I knew the matchup. I knew everything he encountered. I knew he could easily go buck wild, and he did. Ninety two hundred. He put up fifty six DK points. Um, Favors was there in this last matchup, played for most of it, and, uh, you know, Gobert struggled, only had 33 DK points, so it's probably going to help knowing that he's going to be a little bit limited, uh, and he'll get a couple of minutes going against Rudy Gobert. So, um, if I had to order these guys, I'd say as in terms of priority, I put Mitchell and Ingles as like a 1A, with Gobert being like a, a 2, a 2A or 2B. He's not on that same same level for me. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't wasn't as psyched to play Rudy, but you're right. He, he is playing very well recently. And one thing I started thinking about once you were talking about him is we are getting close to that all-star break, the all-star push, and he's the kind of guy that is going to really want to play well and try to get himself selected to that game. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's a motivation for him. And, I mean, he's got, let's see, four straight games of at least 47 fantasy points. So pretty safe investment. And it's crazy when I look and I see, like, uh, you know, his price tag and his recent play because his box score looks a lot like Hassan Whiteside's earlier in the year when Whiteside was being priced at, like, 83, 84, 79, when they just refused to kind of price him up for the longest time. And then he eventually got up to that, you know, high eight mark and started working his way back down again. So, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert, people want to say he's not that household name and that's the argument, you know, plays plays in Utah. It's going to be hard to give him the all-star, all, all this stuff. But, uh, you know, he's, he's got some name recognition. People are afraid to drive to the paint. He's the known stifle tower. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, that comes with it. So he's, he's, if you want to pay that price tag, it's going to be tough, 9200 But we don't have a ton of uh, other center options outside of, you know, Jokic and Vucevic um, that are too appealing. Right. So – uh, what about on the uh, New Orleans side? A couple injuries, a couple guys coming back, a couple guys working their ways back. How are you approaching them uh, that side of the ball? Well, I want to have Ingram as as one of my core players here, but I, I want to reach out to you as the injury guru and let me know, I mean, exactly how sore is this knee of his? Should I be concerned? Um, I'm, 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 I am a little concerned. Uh, the matchup and the pace and everything doesn't help to go along with the knee injury. Anytime you get that questionable tag, though, you know we're going to get a little bit of a depressed ownership, so people are going to be a little bit scared off. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, they're they're playing him, so I don't. I'm not too concerned that it's something that he can't manage or play with. I don't think that they'd be rushing him back necessarily. It's not like he had a lengthy absence, only missed, um, you know, a game. So, I'm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say if you want to roll them out there, you can roll them out there. Eighty four hundred, that's a fair price tag. So injury related, I I would expect probably normal normal allotment of minutes, thirty four to thirty six minutes. Okay, well if we're gonna get that, then I then he's gonna be in my lineup because he's done great both times these teams have played this season. So um, I'm excited about that if if he can be a, you know close to full strength, and I will have some Lonzo Ball with. Drew Holiday out. I certainly don't like that price tag, but he's been playing really well lately. Other than that, I, I don't think I'll have 
much exposure to the Pelicans. Redick is 5.4. He's, I think it's more of a cash price. Um, and he's questionable too. So um, I, I don't think I'll regret it too much if I don't have a bunch of Redick. And, you know, maybe with Holiday out, maybe a lineup with Nikhil Alexander-Walker at 3.6 if, you know, we don't have enough value elsewhere. Uh, yeah, I think I think if the, the Redick news falls the right way, you could look at Alexander. If Redick plays, I probably won't play him just because now we have Ingram and uh, Redick back in the lineup, so that's probably going to eat into his minutes because uh, we still have to see Etuan Moore get his run of uh, mid-20s minutes with those guys back. So um, I'm not going to be playing any Lonzo. I kind of already drew that line in the sand. I already put my stance out there. I think that Mitchell uh, at 500 would be my preferred option over him. So that's kind of my approach. Ingram, I don't mind. 8400 if you can get to him. Uh, you know, we've talked about a few guys that were pretty expensive. We're going to get to a couple other guys that are pretty expensive. So, um, you know, if it works for you and, you and you feel comfortable about it and that's the way you kind of want to run it back and get exposure. Um, if you're playing somebody high-priced, you know, if you're playing a, a Mitchell or a, Go, um, or a Gobert, it totally makes sense to run it back with somebody big like Ingram for me. Um, that's the situations I usually look to pair him or get somebody that expensive going against the Jazz as if I'm playing a Jazz player. <clears throat> Otherwise, um, I'm not really looking at much here. I'm not playing favors. I'm not going to be playing Etuan Moore. Uh, can probably... we can we just get rid of Etuan Moore, by the way? <laughs> you know, I just, you're not an Etuan Moore fan? I know. I mean, I think he's got a nice stroke, but I just never like playing him because I don't, I don't trust him. And it's just like he just gets in the way of these other guys I want to play. He's just like that that coach's guy at the end of the bench, just shows up every every practice, you know, works hard, makes the younger guys have to compete. Uh he he's gonna be a, a mainstay, I think, for a little while floating around NBA teams, uh kind of as a journeyman. Um, you know, I, I don't ever play him too much either unless we see him at that low force price and I know that there's gonna be some injuries, he's getting decent minutes. Um, uh, but you're gonna see you're not gonna see him play thirty seven minutes again unless, you know, uh, Redick sits, and even then, I, don't, I wouldn't expect more than thirty absolute tops because Ingram's back. So I, I, I'm, I'm not going to look at him or anything like that at fifty two hundred. Um, what about Josh Hart, forty eight? You think you'll end up getting any shares? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's. I'd much rather play Hart than Moore. Uh, that that is the one thing I'm glad about with Eton Moore is that he's up to five point two. So um, it's not even tempting in the least for me. So, I mean, Hart, I think, makes a lot more sense. I, I expect he'll be in the starting lineup, but I don't think I'll go there much. Okay, well, uh, I'm with you. We'll move on. Uh, we have two 10.30 late-game hammers. Uh, before we jump into those, just if we can uh, ask you guys to do us a quick favor. Um, when you have a chance, please go on iTunes, go on Stitcher, wherever you are listening. We're available all over the place, Podbean iHeartRadio, everywhere. Give us a nice thumbs up, a five-star rate and review. Uh, would mean the world to us. It's kind of what allows us to keep continuing this content and keep it free. So we want to keep being able to do that for you guys. We want to keep being able to pound this stuff out seven days a week, give you guys uh, an every single slate, every single game. Um, and the way we can do that is with your guys' nice rates and reviews. So... Uh, whenever you have a chance, it means a lot to us. And if you could, follow our guys, our hosts over here on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Andrew at Language Olympic, 
M-I-L-E-S-L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. You can find Miles uh, Hartley um, at Miles6565. That's M-Y-L-E-S-6565. And you can find Coach at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Always have to do that. And then another little quick shout-out to our uh, our little sponsors over there at uh, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, that's at Hawaiian Isles. Um, I'm sorry. That's at H-I Kona Coffee. And then the website is HawaiianIsles.com. Um, I just go on Amazon at this point, Andrew, so it just kind of slips my mind. I'm just go to Amazon. I can say that for any any future sponsor that we ever have. Just go to Amazon. Go to right, Amazon. exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, definitely go. Please check out mybookie.ag. Promo code DFS today to get up to a 50% deposit match on uh, our 50% bonus on your deposit. Um, check them out, guys, and we will be much appreciated. So we have two 10:30 games, Andrew. Um, Orlando versus the Clippers. We'll start with them. Um, Orlando is going to LA to play this game. Paul George, it looks like, is still going to be out from everything I'm reading. He's still uh, nursing a hamstring injury, not expected to play. Um, and I think that's about it over here on the LA side of the ball as far as injuries. Uh, and then we'll hop over to Orlando, still dealing with some things going on over here. We'll have to monitor Evan Fournier. He did not play uh, tonight. Um, quadriceps game is going to start, I believe, start about eight minutes ago. So, um, you know, we'll kind of see how they approach, and that's going to be something that we'll be able to monitor uh, and check the box for and kind of see how they play those minutes because they don't really have another point guard. They might be able to get somebody up in time. Um, <clears throat> but this DJ Augustine injury, he's on the injury report again. He's expected uh, him and Carter Williams both set out. He's undergoing another MRI, so I'm not expecting Augustine. Uh, Carter Williams is up and down. There's a chance he plays, but I would say more likely than not he doesn't. So what they did and what I think they're going to continue doing um, if they can't get another guard up there, is they're going to run Markel Fultz into the ground. They're going to play a lot of Terrence Ross, and they're just going to have to rely on those two guys handling the ball for them um, because they don't have another point guard on the roster. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a, sort of a puzzle that I've, I've been trying to figure out as I look ahead to this Thursday slate. And knowing everything that you just said, I was prepared to be interested in Fultz, but he's been very poor in back-to-backs. And so, you know, he's dealing with the Lakers right now. And, you know, I guess the, the only benefit is they don't have to travel. They're staying in the Staples Center to play the Clippers on the Thursday slate. But, you know, if they run him into the ground tonight, Wednesday night, um, yeah, I'd be a little concerned about what he'll have left in the tank to go against Beverly and the crew over there. So I probably won't play Fultz. The guy I do want to play is Vucevic. He's only 8.5. He's been excellent in back-to-backs. We like playing bigs against the Clippers, so he's going to be one of my core plays. I'm never going to argue with a center going against the Clippers. It's it's one of the things I kind of always point out. Um, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I'm almost a little uh, a little worried about this whole game situation, that being the back-to-back, going into L.A., um, you know, it helps that they don't have Paul George, so I'm not necessarily afraid of a blowout or anything like that. But this might just be an ugly game for the Magic overall. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of expecting him to struggle, so I do have interest in Vucevic. Um, not as much as I would if this was just kind of a standalone game and it wasn't a back-to-back. If it, if it was just a solo game, they didn't have a game yesterday, they didn't have a game tomorrow, uh, my interest would probably be a lot higher. 
Um, saying that, and that kind of—that's the way I'm looking at it. Fold. So I believe the uh, Josh Maggetti. If uh, am I saying it right? Uh, uh, maybe. I believe so. That was that was the guy that they had on there. Um, you know, just a traditional point guard, pass first kind of guy. Um, and if they do recall him, if they're able to recall him, uh, I don't know exactly the you know the contract situations and the roster uh, situations that they're under. If they're filing for exemption if they're waiting uh, due to player exemption because of Aminu. And Isaac, um, I don't know how exactly that's going to work, but uh, I'd have interest in, in him if they do call him up. Um, I don't see him exactly on the uh, on the card, though. That's the only problem. Right. So that might be site-dependent. I know he's not on DraftKings. Uh, so keep an eye on that. See what they do. If they're not able to call anybody up, I think Terrence Ross would probably be my preferred option over Fultz on the back-to-back, 5300 right in that same price tag. Price range. I would expect uh, him to play heavy minutes tonight and heavy minutes tomorrow um, with Fournier out. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I would want to play him as well. He also has been average at best in back-to-back situations. So I agree. We got to follow the news. See if they are able to call anybody up. Because if they bring up um, somebody else on the roster who's minimum player, then I'd have some interest. But you're right. I'm not seeing anybody else on the slate right now at least on DraftKings, so we'll just have to wait and see. All right, and uh, L.A., any, uh, are you playing any Kawhi without uh, Paul George? Well, you know, maybe one or two. Um, but for some of the reasons you just mentioned, it, just, it might not might be a bit of an ugly game. So, um, I'm, I mean, I'd rather play some of these cheaper guys and get more of a balanced lineup. So he's not going to be a core player for me, but I think he does make some sense. Uh, Beverly, I'm more interested in. The guy has just been flirting with triple doubles. He almost got one against the Clippers in 23 minutes, and he's only 5.6. So, you know, he's going to get to play against all these tired guards. So Beverly's probably my favorite play. And Lou Williams, 6.9. He's really been shooting it well the last few games. Uh, Somewhat expensive, but... Uh, I think he's worth a look as well. Um, I'm, I don't think I'll end up getting to Kawhi. Uh, just kind of, you know, take the stance on it. You got to cross some of these expensive guys off, looking at some other guys. So at the end of the day, I don't think I'm going to end up getting there. Um, it's, you know, it's not like a back-to-back situation for the Clippers, so we don't have to worry about that. I just don't think that they'll, they'll need him so much on offense. I mean, the usage has been there for him three straight games with at least, uh, I believe, 20, 22 shot attempts. So, um, he should consider or continue to get funneled these shot attempts. Even got 22 off in 29 minutes after they blew out the Cavs in that last game. So he's going to continue to chuck. Um, I don't think that's going to change. But, you know, the Orlando slows games down. They try to grind it as much as they could. And that's the type of ball that the Clippers would prefer to play anyway. So uh, it kind of is going to play right into their hands. And that's kind of why I think they're going to get steamrolled and just... Um, you know, leveled. They're not going to get blown out, but they're just going to have this game out of their hands for the majority of it and be chasing that like 12 or 11 point mark for most of it. Um, I think Mo Harkless is somebody I'm going to have a little bit of interest in. In 30, at 3,800, he got inserted back into that starting lineup last game, uh, put up 21 DK points, 11 rebounds, only six points, um, you know, only shot four times, not a high usage guy. But it's a value name to kind of keep in our player pool to consider if it helps make things work at 3,800. 
Uh, not one of those must-play value guys like we'll get to in that next game. And then we, uh, you know, maybe if you want to take a shot on uh, Montrez Harrell, um, I could see it. You know, he's going to continue to see some increased usage uh, with Paul George out, you know, playing 30 minutes on a nightly roll when games are close. Um, and, I, I, you know, at 6,600, I don't mind looking at a guy like him. Those are probably going to be my preferred options. I don't really want to go towards too much Kawhi Leonard or Lou Williams in this. Um, I'm going to be looking at Harrell. I'll be looking at a little bit of Harkless. And uh, I don't mind Beverly. Um, I just don't like paying 5600 for him. I feel like that's a little bit of a high side. You're paying for that 35-point game that he's coming off of where he narrowly missed a triple-double. Okay. Last game, man. <clears throat> Last game. Mowing through this. Yes, sir. Denver Nuggets traveling to Golden State to take on the Warriors. So uh, we'll start with the injuries over here on the Nuggets. So... Um, you know, I already talked about at the top of the slate, uh, Jamal Murray had to be carried off. Uh, we'll get some updates, whether it's, you know, the ankle or the foot, but I would pretty much just rule him out now. Anytime a guy has to get carried off, it's hard to imagine him playing in the next very next night, less than 24 hours. Uh, Gary Harris was ruled out of Wednesday's uh, game with a groin injury. Um, uh, I mean, we'll have to monitor this. It's hard to imagine that he would be able to suit up. He's a guy that... It seems like he's always just dealing with some sort of nagging injury or playing through something. Uh, maybe, you know, after seeing Murray get hurt, they want to keep these guys as fresh as possible. They have the depth where they can easily slot guys in and out of their lineup. So keep an eye on the Gary Harris news. That's something we're going to monitor. Paul Millsap also sat out the game. He's been dealing with, uh, I believe, some knee soreness. Um, I'd be shocked to see him play. He's missed the past several games. He hasn't played since January 6th against Atlanta. So those are the injuries we're dealing with on the Denver side of the ball. Uh, looking over at the Golden State, obviously Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, all those guys are still out. Um, we're going to be getting uh, our boy back, Damian Lee. He's back in the lineup. They signed him to a three-year deal, two years guaranteed, I believe. Uh, one year with an option, if I'm not mistaken. And then we have Kevon Looney is questionable. Um, and, you know, he's kind of uh, been on the, you know, hasn't played since, I believe, late December. Um, wouldn't be shocked if he you know, plays, even if he does play, if it's a couple minutes, but uh, it doesn't look like he's ruled out. So he's still questionable. How do you want to attack this game? There's going to be a little bit of value that we can look at. I think this is going to be a popular game for a lot of people, and rightfully so, Andrew. Um, but let me hear it. Well, I'll start with Golden State and Damian Lee with that three-year contract. I mean, what a great narrative. He gets the contract, and they're going to put him in the starting lineup. So... I will. I'll play Damian Lee a little bit, and um, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll have those good vibes as well. And I'm glad you mentioned Looney because I have some interest in Spellman at 4.8. But if Looney is there and Cauley Stein is there, ah, don't know, be worried about that, man. If you like no? Spellman, I think Spellman's locked in, dude. But is uh, he? I mean, is he going to get 27 minutes if Looney's going to come in and play 12 to 14? I don't. I don't even know if Looney would come in and play twelve to fourteen. Um, keep in mind, also, they. I believe they resigned Chris, or they're looking to resign to bring Chris back as well. Um, but if we if we just look at like the kind of falling out that they've had between Willie Cauley Stein, I think is the writing on the walls here. Uh, you know, Spellman outplayed him and, and kind of took over 
um, that Willie Coley Stein role. So if anything, I think you know when people come back, it's going to be Coley Stein's role that they eat into less of Spellman's. Maybe he takes a little bit of a hit. He's not playing 28 minutes a game. He's playing 24, 23. Uh, but I think they like the way he spaces the floor, man. He's showing that you know he can fundamentally play with these guys. He's having fun. It's kind of somebody that they just got off of a whim because he was basically released by the Hawks because he was fat. Um, a little chubby guy, but uh, you know, I, I think I think if you're on Spellman, I wouldn't be as afraid of these other guys taking his his minutes. He's been just playing too well for them to take any sort of role away from him. Yeah, I was watching the Dallas Golden State game, and they were talking about how he'd lost, I want to say, upwards of forty pounds, and really gotten you know into the gym, get getting back in shape, and so I yeah, I, I do kind of like this matchup in the price, a little bounce back from. Um, you know, not that strong of an output against Dallas. Uh, you know, I think he can he can get around Jokic laterally and do some damage. So, you know, I, I just wish Looney, you know, wasn't a threat at all. But um, yeah, so he's he's in my player pool and Russell at seven point five. Um, he was it was one of those lethargic games for him against Dallas. So. The way he is so inconsistent, boom or bust, um, with Murray going to be out of the lineup, uh, I think he's worth a look. And then Burks, I think, is a little bit too cheap at 4.9. Right there with you. I think Russell, for me, it's going to be a little bit more uh, indicative of Gary Harris's status. I know Gary Harris is a very good wing defender. He has a way to kind of lock guys up a little bit. Um, So if he sits... um, I, I don't mind looking at Russell or Burks. I think both those guys are very much in play. I think, um, you know, looking at, you know, Damian Lee, these wing guys, you know, those are the guys I kind of want to target. Um, Spellman, I think he's going to – he's a solid play, solid price. Just don't know if I want to target him going against Jokic. I think that's, you know, obviously with all these other pieces out, Jokic is going to have the ball in his hands a lot more. We might see him be a little bit more aggressive on offense, and that could – uh, end up putting you know, Spellman into foul trouble. That's the only thing I worry about when I'm playing one of these centers. Is that, you know, I do think Spellman's the best guy. I do think he's going to get the bulk of the minutes. Um, but they have so many other guys that if foul trouble does pop up, if somebody else is just getting the job done defensively, they could go to uh, a Chris, a Willie Cauley Stein, or possibly a Looney if he's back. Um, you know, we keep talking about Looney. I, I'd still be shocked if he comes back and he returns. This kind of just propped up out of nowhere. I haven't seen any real news on it. I just don't see that he's ruled out. Um, that's kind of the only thing that's popping up. Maybe you can uh, you can find something for me while I, I sit here and just keep on blabbering. Um, but for me, I'll be looking at Russell. I'll be looking at a little bit of Damian Lee. I like Burks. Uh, I like his price tag at 4900 and that's kind of where I'm drawing the line. I'm not playing uh, any Draymond right now. Uh, I'm not going to be playing too much Spellman. I'm not going to be going to any of those bench options. Pascal's been playing well, though, playing a little bit of extended run and playing well with it. Yep, he's the other guy I had written, written down as a possibility. The The reason I like Spellman potentially against Jokic is because Spellman likes to shoot so many three-pointers, and I can just envision Jokic just not really getting out, closing out, and preventing him from shooting threes. And if he does, I think he can put the ball on the floor and, and do some damage. So that's why um, that's why I think this could be an opportunity for Spellman. That's a chubby matchup, man. Jokic uh, on Spellman. <laughs> that's a lot of chub and a lot of man meat that's going to be slapping against each other uh, <laughs> there, there on the paint and on the block. So, 
Uh, no, that's a good call, man. I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that circled. I'm gonna keep that, and maybe if I land on him a little bit more, and it kind of just fits in there, and it helps with some correlation. But if I'm not getting some Russell in there, and I still want to get some exposure, um, I'll keep spelling in my player pool. I, I, I like some of these calls tonight, man. I feel like this. Uh, I don't want to jinx it or anything. This, this, we talked about it before we got on air. <clears throat> the nights that you play your rec league games and you come in here and build lineups, I feel like you just crank out winners the next day. So. <laughs> uh, I, I got to keep uh, you know a nice little asterisk next to some of these guys' names right now. Um, what about the Denver side? You know, with that Murray injury, with possibly Harris out, Millsap most likely out. Uh, I think there's going to be some value to look at. Um, how are you approaching it? Yeah, I like um, I like Monty Morris as a player. So 4.4, if he's going to be in the starting role, getting you know 28, 30 minutes. Uh, I know he's going to be very popular, but. I will have a decent amount of shares of him. And then Porter Jr. is the guy I've been, I've been watching here with this price tag. And I did play him tonight, and it paid off. I only I only put a couple lineups in, but I had him in, in I think, two of my four lineups. And he's got 32 fantasy points with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So he's, you know, he's perfect for a value play for tournament players who play multiple lineups. You know, I, I, I mean, he's he's been excellent on Wednesday night here, but who knows what's going to happen on Thursday? Um, you, we really don't know. He's just even though even if he plays well, it doesn't guarantee he's going to get 20 minutes the next night. So uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on on Gary Harris if he's playing. Then I I probably have less interest, but um, somebody that I just think if you're not already paying attention to him. You really have to pay attention to him when he's under 4K. Yeah. Um, as for the rest of Denver, um, you know they are on a back-to-back. They often split minutes pretty evenly, so I'm not that thrilled about Jokic at 9.6. I'd rather I'd rather get Vucevic um, at a cheaper price tag for a center, and. You know, Grant 4.8 I think is a fine price, but it's nothing that I'm I'm excited about. So really, it's probably just mostly Monty Morris uh, for me as that you know fill in for Murray. Oh, see, I, see we've had some um, a couple different takes. I think uh, you know if I'd coach on here, I probably would have challenged him a few times during our <laughs> our, our, our chicken suit challenges with maybe like the Mitchell to Ball. Because uh, I think you said you you like ball a little bit more, and I like yep. Jokic, man. I'm not I'm not worried about this back to back. I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not worried about any of the defensive assignments that they can kind of throw at him over there. Uh, he, he when Murray's off the court, he gets a ton of usage. He gets it funneled to him. Most of it goes towards Barton and uh, and Jokic. Jokic, I believe, averages 1.6 fantasy points uh, per minute with uh, Murray off the floor. So I, I just expect, you know, the assist to be there for him. I expect the offenses to completely run through him. Um, I mean, we're, we're seeing a blowout right now against the Hornets. So uh, they're up 15 with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's only an 86-71 point game. He's played 24 minutes. I'd be surprised if he checks back in. Uh, so he's going to be fresh, I think. He didn't really get too much time. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably be all over Jokic. Um, with Murray out. He's going to be probably one of my core plays. I think that's going to be one of the guys I want to spend up on and get to. Um, I prefer him over Gobert. I prefer him over uh, Vucevic. 
Um, he's easily, I think, going to be my top center option. So I'm going to be getting tons of shares of him, tons of shares of Barton, and tons of shares of Morris. Those are going to be my three guys I'm loading up on. Interesting. You know, this would work out as a perfect challenge if you had Jokic and Donovan Mitchell and I had Vucevic and Ball because their their combined prices are almost exactly the same. Ooh, twofer? Oh, do we yeah. got to do, do, a, do a, double little challenge. Fr- a little friendly wager here, Andrew? Uh, what's, uh, 2 v What's the stakes here? How about... Uh... I don't know here. What can we what can we do? Let's make this let's make this a little fun, a little interesting. I kinda like the way your mind's thinking. I will uh I will Venmo you. I don't know if you have Venmo, um, but if you do, I will Venmo you uh some some enough money to buy yourself a bag of Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. Oh perfect. If you uh if you win. Let's do it. All right. I like the I like the sounds of that. And uh if if I win I will get some nice you know, you'll, light you'll have all myself. the Hawaiian coffee in, in your cup. That's it, buddy. That's a bet right there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, listeners, if you're in on this, if you like this, if you, if you think this is solid, I think this is probably one of the best bets that we had on. It's just such an equal uh, an equal price tag comparison. Now I can take my shot at Coach since he's not here to defend himself, always throwing those ones at me where he's like, what about this guy versus this guy? And I'm looking at the price tag. It's $2,500 difference. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, so I tell him early on in the season I was taking those. Not now. I'm, I'm getting a little pickier uh, with my bets as, as the time's winding down, man. I don't want to wear that chicken suit. Things and Mike, hot and you smelly. know, the, the thing is, you've always been such a gentleman when you're when you're <laughs> when you host and you allow me to pick which team I want to start analyzing first. And so here we go. Your two guys on DraftKings, their salaries add up to 17k. Mine add up to 16.4. But that's that's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it an even wager because you're always such a gentleman. <laughs> I love it. I knew it would pay off eventually. Uh, yeah, holding all these doors for everybody and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, father raised me right, and it's paying off. I get the six hundred dollar discount because of it. There you uh, go. And, he, and you know, the other guy I wanted to kind of just touch on uh, tournaments only would be PJ Dozier. We you know we talked about it a little bit before we got on air. Uh, you know, they like this guy. They've been hyping him up a little bit. Um, Malone's talking about how he's not a G League guy. He's been participating in the G League. I believe he's averaging something like 23-7-7 seven and seven during his time down there. Um, if Harris is out, if uh, Murray, you know, expecting to be out, I would expect him to see some decent run. Not a ton. Um, you know, it looks like Beasley's on the outside of this rotation looking in. Um, I'll touch in on, on the game real quick again. I just kind of minimized it just to see exactly what his minutes have been looking like, if at all he played tonight, and that will kind of be a little bit of indicative. Um, he played five minutes tonight. Dozier played ten. Uh, and Dozier played well. Shot. He's shooting five or six from the floor, 12 points. So there you go. That's kind of the approach I'm going to take. If you want to take a tournament flyer on a guy that's minimum salary, uh, Dozier would be the option. And I don't mind looking at it like a Porter Jr. either. So... Um, maybe if you're not getting overly exposed into these uh, expensive guys, maybe you're playing the blowout card, it's going to be Dozier and Porter Jr. in that kind of scenario. Yeah, impressive with Dozier here. 12 points, 4 rebounds in 10 minutes. You're right. Um, it's looking like he's going to get an opportunity. So might be worth a look at 3K. Absolutely, man. And uh, I think that's it. Do you have anything, you have anything else for us over here? No, I just need to get you my Venmo information. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like that man. A little shade thrown. You know, get it to me as though you, as though you won this bet already. 
Uh, <laughs> listen, man, if, if you if you listen to any of these shows I was doing with uh, Dan Bespris last season, where we would do the you know uh, you know our version of like that coach's challenge, we do it every Wednesday. I didn't play for the money, man. I played for the coffee grab bag. So when you put coffee on the line, um, you know, I'm going to be writing Jokic some DMs, motivating him, doing whatever <laughs> I have to do. Uh, call you, the no, hotel. You, what you need to do, what you need to do is call Coach Malone yeah. and tell him, hey, you know, he needs more than 26 minutes tonight. Uh, I, can, I You know what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to have to get um, that, like to call the, the hotel room or wherever – uh, we're going to see Vucevic staying uh, in L.A. and just keep him up all night. Maybe get his, you know, pay, slip somebody some money, get the hotel number, just telephone call him all night long, uh, <laughs> keep him up, crank call him until about 4 in the morning. That way he's nice and tired for this game. Uh, do whatever I have to do. I, I want the coffee, bottom line. It's going to take something like that, I think, for you to win. <laughs> so you better, you better pick up the phone. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, now I got two guys taking jabs and making bets with now. I like this. Now I just got to get. Uh, I got to get Miles. I, I see Miles is the one I got the grudge with because he he shaved a point off. You know, could have just easily went along with it. I uh, I honestly thought I I did win that, so I opened my dumb mouth and paid the price. Lost one of my chicken soup points, but you know he snitched on me. I got to uh, you know. <laughs> so I got a grudge against him right now. So he's the next guy I got to take down with the bet. <laughs> all right, man. That's all we. That's all we got for you guys over here, though. So uh, you know, me and Andrew will be back tomorrow night again to break down the Friday night card. Um, that's it. So if you guys please again have a chance, give us a rate, review, thumbs up, follow all of our lovely hosts that we have here over here at Hoopball. I'm at Mike Patria, M I K E A P O T R I A. He is Andrew Hansen at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. We have Coach at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And we have Miles Hartley at Miles6565. That's M-Y-L-E-S-6565. That felt like it rolled off smooth, Andrew. I'll leave it at that. Any final words before we go? Thanks for listening, everybody. And hope you'll tune in with us again so we can break down the Friday slate together. Absolutely, guys. Take care. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.